0: All right, welcome to another episode of Modern Day Wizards. Today, my guest is Michael David Moreno, who is a, a guy who has put out a lot of videos. And um, uh, kind of the main gist of it is something he calls Kybalion, Kybalion and Physics. And he has a book that he put out about it. And he learned about me because he saw my video on scientism and got in touch, and basically that's how we connected with each other. And I ended up looking into his stuff. He has a bunch of videos that he made, and uh, I just felt like it's a really compelling and simple way of looking at the world, which makes sense with what I understand about physics and electricity and, and existence, um, you know, based on my own studies of just normal science and also other ideas that are out there. So uh, I thought it'd be good to have you on and uh, talk about this type of stuff and kind of give a general overview of the ideas, the, the theory, or what would, you, what would you call it? Would you call it a hypothesis, a theory that you have or, or what?
1: Uh well, I'll, the truth. <laughs> I don't nice. know. I, mean, I like it. <laughs> Occam's Ranger Occ- wins this one. So. Yep. So, uh,
0: a lot of people listening to this episode may not know what the Kaibalion is. So, I think we should probably jump into that really quickly. What is the Kaibalion?
1: Sure. So, um, I started studying the ancient past, and I was studying Egyptian mythology at the time, specifically Thoth or Thoth, Tehuti, I'm not sure, there's different ways of saying it, um, it's the Egyptian god of wisdom and knowledge, and through that, it led me to this book called The Emerald Tablets, that mm. like a volume book, um, and I started reading it, and it was written by a guy, this people called Hermetic, um, and I disagree with your viewpoint, but if you just follow the seven principles, there are seven specific principles. They're very, very simple, um, and I applied them to what we think we know, and it turned out to create an atomic model that answers everything about nature, really, and it relates that energy is the foundation for nature. So, we follow the rules of nature, unlike what quantum physics is saying. They say that energy is separate from nature, acts different from nature. You know, we have these tiny little atoms. And in the middle of the atom, the nucleus, they're saying there's all kinds of things, the quarks, ups, downs, tr- protons held together by weak force and strong force. It's so crazy. It's out there. It's, it's mm-hmm. so insane. So we,
0: we have uh, a book written based on some information, which we got, I think, from somewhere else, um, which is fairly old. And um, you're basically saying that what this book, maybe the, the elaborations in the in the Kabbalion are, are kind of, going beyond what the original thing, it's just basic. Here are seven laws of the universe. So if those are the laws of the universe, we, and we knew them a long time ago, why don't we
1: know them now? Ah, the answer is really complicated. The same reason that, you know, the library of Alexandria was burned down. The Mm -hmm. same reason that civilizations keep getting destroyed. Um, there is a group well let's let's just go back peer-reviewed is a wall Um, a wall of you know certain information cannot make it past this wall no matter what so why they do that it's a form of control the reason i find it to be somewhat nefarious unfortunately people aren't going to really believe that because you know for example I, i had a friend um an acquaintance, an employee, he was showing me a video about, you know, the sun being made out of gas. And I was like, this is ridiculous. The sun would have blown up if it was made out of gas, obviously. And he was like, well, this is peer review. What are you talking about? And I slammed his <laughs> computer clothes and walked away. Cause he, was so upset. you know, people really get upset. You know, they, they learn to believe these things this entire lives. And um, for example, my father, even it took him after I had discovered this model, it took him five years to even acknowledge, to add, that I was probably correct. And he had one question for me, which I didn't know the answer to at the time. Uh, he said, well, if fire is being repelled. If it's the opposite of gravity, then it should be round in space. And Now here I was ready to piss my pants. I was like, I don't know. I, I had no idea. So we looked it up and whew, sure enough, NASA had taken a photo of an atom in space, not an atom a flame. And it was round in space. And I was like, oh, thank goodness. You know, huh. so my father was right. And he's like, okay, maybe you're onto something. Five years. It took him to ask that question. Even now, seven years later, He's like, well, I'm not sure. What exactly are they seeing? Why are they, why are they using all these mathematical, mathematical uh, equations to see these things? Or, I don't have an answer for that because my answer is a lot simpler. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. It seems like we've been wrong for over a century. And that's the hard part. People are going to really, really be upset that we've been wrong for over a century. And the The premise, the entire premise that energy was positive and negative, that was the start of something wrong because mm. – You know, dinosaurs and trees have been here millions of years on this earth, and long before we got here, and they were all created out of energy. There wasn't some magical force. You know, everything is male and female, not positive and negative. Male and female, just the seven principle of the chameleon. All things are masculine and feminine. This exists on all levels. It's true.
0: Um, So either, either it's due to humanity to just being incompetent, or it's due to someone deliberately trying to skew our knowledge as a humanity or maybe somewhere in between. I would guess it, you know, it's a mixture of of both of those things, but I think it would be good now to go into what are the seven laws just real quick. So first one is everything is mental.
1: The universe is mental. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the all is what mind, is, the universe is mental. That what does that, that mean? What does that mean to you? Um, everything that's been created has been consciously created. Hmm. So there's a giant intelligence. The intelligence of the universe exists, and it is aware of everything. It's aware of every single atom. It's, a, it's aware of all life, everything, everywhere, all at once. It's the most intelligent thing that ever is. Uh, Some people tap into it and they call it God. Some people call it angels, depending on your religion. Some people call it psychic, whatever. Uh, But this intelligence exists and it has created all things. And it's, I don't know if it's in control. Maybe it lets itself go and and people uh, just see what happens. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I don't know. I think to me, the, the purpose of life is what if. You know, and uh, so mm-hmm. that's what how I see it. This grand intelligence behind everything. So, and it has to be, I mean, this thing that, that the atom is so simple and basic that it allows for complexity to grow as it builds upon itself. And it's marvelous. It's, it's a work of genius. No one else could have thought of it except the greatest intelligence, I think.
0: That, that could exist. Yeah, totally. All right.
1: So what's, uh,
0: what's the second law?
1: Uh, the second law, oh. Gosh, I should know these by heart by now. Oh, I
0: have the book, too. I'll
1: look it up. Okay. As above, so below. (laughs) As above, so below. So as above, so below means that the microcosm of things is exactly the same as the macrocosm of things. So, Mm. uh, and I get into that, uh, like a tiny atom, you know, there's also giant atoms, which I say like the sun is a giant atom. Yeah. Are yeah, modern science are giant,
0: enormous, modern, gargantuan modern,
1: atoms.
0: Yeah, modern science has kind of this idea that things at different sizes they are different things. So a cork or a whatever or whatever or whatever, but it's really just the same thing in a different, I don't know, a mass which doesn't
1: or, make sense on itself because we already know that stars can be gargantuan like there are stars that are dwarf this entire solar system these stars that are enormous so i mean what's the scale what's the limit so there there is it's from top to bottom it's all the same you know the the rules of nature apply from energy to black holes it's the same thing you know so that's what that means so second Uh, law
0: if you learn the way the universe works on one level you will find that it works that way maybe it will look different but you will be able to find the same general principles basically on all levels of scale.
1: Right. Correct. That's what I've seen. All right. Number
0: three.
1: Number three. All things vibrate. There's nothing at rest. So, um, and when they say all things, personally, I interpret it as all atoms vibrate. There's nothing at rest because things are made out of atoms, uh, which is true. And everything vibrates. You know, we listen to planets now singing. You've ever heard Saturn sing? It's creating this beautiful vibration. It sounds like whales. Hmm. um the sun is really loud super loud um a, a lot of people don't know that they they just think heat and light but there's been recordings of the sun it's just <laughs> coming at you it's amazing everything's hmm. vibrating um this also applies to the human body you know all his mind mm-hmm. things vibrate so that 's the, uh, the ideas of chakras uh, came from the seven principles of the pavilion, so this is the basis the basis for so many things like mysticism and everything and that 's another reason why people don 't look into this because it is the basis for mysticism, like chakras uh, mm-hmm. so a lot of people don 't take it seriously you know yeah, some it feels people do to people, yeah yeah, right you know, but whatever uh, okay, all things have polarity, all things have their opposite, and their extremes meet that 's number four. So that means that there's opposites in nature. And we do know this, obviously, it's very simple. Male and female come together to create something, um, Mm -hmm. to create new life. You know, two males, no matter what, will never be able to come together. Now, I know politically, some people call themselves male, and and they're not able to. (laughs) Aside from that, I'm just talking about, like, basic... Uh Let's just put humans aside. In nature, okay, <laughs> that's safe. <laughs> that's safe. But let's put humans aside. In okay. nature, males and females come together to create more life. This happens with plants, fish, everything. You know, the way that the reproduction, some of the strangest reproductions are fish. There's a flatfish. They, they're both male. They both like have this point and they'll jab each other. And the first one to jab each other is the male. And the one that gets jabbed turns female and has to lay there. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it's so strange. Some of, the, some of the, it's amazing. It's work of art. It's a work of art. Obviously, uh-huh. like I said, this goes back to the first principle. This kind of stuff is genius. It's so mm. beautiful, creative. Who else could have created it, but the intelligence of trying. So I'm going to,
0: I want to squeeze something in here. It kind of, you mentioned sure. that you don't like to think of things or the idea. The it, you said earlier that it all started. Oh, my screen just went off one second. we back hello okay so you're saying it all started kind of when we went wrong was when we started thinking about things in terms of negative and positive so but this usage uses the word polarity people generally mean negative and positive what is the problem with negative and positive instead of male female
1: okay well the same rule applies to polarity of male and female they do come together that the attraction between male and female you can't deny it it exists so that's polarity um, but there's nothing negative in nature. So I remember as a kid, when I was learning math, they're like teaching us negative numbers. And the teacher literally said, these are our rational numbers. This is, a, and I asked, why are we using them? And he said, because, because that was the answer. So, uh, you know, I was little, I didn't think much of it yet. Um, but there's nothing negative in nature. So negative literally means the absence of something. So if it's not there, how you know what's there to have polarity nothing mm-hmm. right you know okay. it was a mislabel unfortunately so if it you makes sense change it to outward and inward male and female it makes more sense yeah they both actually have existence right Yep. Yeah. so okay number five That's number point, five right? all things have rhythm like the swing of a pendulum so mm-hmm. like the ocean tides coming in and out a heartbeat mm-hmm. um the moon cycle, yep. you know, comes in and out. Uh, mm-hmm. Super moons or harvest moons, and then they're further away. And it, all that.
0: it kind of goes back to the vibration thing. I mean, a lot of the, I'd say the last, the, the two to seven, they all kind of seem to be sort of saying the same thing from a, a different perspective. They're talking about two Absolutely. sides. Absolutely. It's
1: a double puzzle. It just fits perfectly. It's, it's perfect. These seven principles are perfect. Whoever left them for us thousands of years ago was certainly a lot smarter than we are now <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right. So all right. Uh, but yeah, that's what that means. Everything has rhythm, everything, you know, has a cycle. And and we know that. We that, that can be validated just through, you know, researching history, yeah. nature, you know, seasons. You can apply this to everything. So, yeah. it's pretty simple. Um number 6. Every cause has its effect, every effect has its cause. And chance is a law that is unrecognizable. Um, that was interesting to me, especially, you know, um, talking to physicists who are really, really mean, by the way, they really get angry if they find out that <laughs> they're wrong. Some of them that are open-minded, that's the one they have problems with, is like, what do you mean chance is a law that's unrecognizable? That doesn't make sense. Well, it's beyond them. It's beyond us, you know, that, that's... And that, I think, um, is a more scientific perspective of saying that great intelligence principle one is in control, Mm -hmm. but we can't really define it. So it's called chance because we're too small to see it.
0: Yeah. It's too complicated. We can understand to a certain level the cause and effect of things, but at a certain point, it's so unbelievably complex that we would just never have a chance of seeing anything but noise basically.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yes, sir. Yep. And then the final one, which is probably my favorite, the first and the seventh, all things are masculine and feminine and this exists on a level. So, that means that this great intelligence, that number rule number one, is male and female. It's not just male. Like I know a lot of people, we've been taught generally as a society for the last few thousand years to think of God as male. Um, recently, I've realized that God is male and female, like your great parents, the great mother and the great father.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, uh, the Holy Trinity would be the great mother, the great father and you you know you yourself or anybody from anybody's perspective Mm -hmm. um and in fact the more intelligent side of the universe is the feminine side because all life comes from females whereas males the male side of the of energy is more destructive light (laughs) very destructive so Uh (laughs) you know it's weird um but it, it, it does mean that this great intelligence is male and female it's not just male so i know a lot of people when they start thinking about God, they're like, he, because of the Bible, we, we've been taught that. Um, it's very patriarchal, which is fine, but there's a reason for that. And I mean, I also found the reason for that. Like I said, and you mentioned earlier, I did, I was learning physics by studying mythology and by studying mythology on my own, like a college kid, college kid studying for finals for like seven years straight, 10 years. I mean, I learned so much. Oh. I, I love this stuff. It's amazing. That's yeah, It's it crazy, uh, man.
0: That's awesome.
1: <laughs> so, you know, I think, like, for example, the reason that we have the patriarchal belief in God is male because of the Bible, but if you know the Sumerian culture tells the same story as the Bible, except God is split up into gods, and different functions were different gods, and I started researching those gods, and oh, it's, it's insane, it's insane. the world we live in is a lot crazier than people realize um, mm-hmm. I don't believe that we're alone <laughs> i don't know I don't think that so. <laughs> you know, But anyway, so yeah, so this great intelligence is male and female, and it all manifests itself in the tiniest of objects there ever was, the atom.
0: Mm.
1: You know, it's one thing, it all vibrates. Uh, So here's where that, all those seven principles apply to what we think we know. This is the atomic model. So we know there's light, and light moves outward. It just goes every which direction. So all males have an outward property. True. Um, So light is male. So, because nature works through opposites, its opposite would be inward dark energy. And I was reading that Chaldean book, and that's the first thing I saw in my head energy moving inward. And I said, if you plug it up, you know, inward energy, if you plug it up, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it'll create yep. something solid. Uh, and it actually, I know this is funny, you know, that whole joke. Um, it's exactly what it is. That's the, you know, outward light surrounded by inward dark energy is the basis for sex, and everything reproduces. Um, that's the reason for atomic vibration is it's like a penis moving outward all constantly inside this vagina, Uh, dark energy. And there's the the cause for atomic vibration. Quantum physics doesn't have a simple answer for that right now. They're saying it's M string that uh, atomic vibration is caused in some alternate reality by membranes. Who knows? But also where the light pushes against the dark, it creates something solid. And that that's, how atoms are solid, we don't have an explanation for that from quantum physics either. So there's two really simple answers that come mm. instantly out of just understanding this basic model.
0: Okay, so uh, energy basically you're saying is can take on masculine, I don't know, properties. Can become masculine or it can become feminine. Um, if you don't mind, if we could start a little more basic, like what do you mean by energy in this model? <sighs>
1: Okay, there's two things that create all things. Well, see, now I'm going to sound crazy. Uh, This was all in search of trying to understand God, Mm -hmm. for me, Mm -hmm. personally. So I see energy as the breath of God, inward and outward. Mm -hmm. And that breath creates all things. Mm -hmm. So to me, that's what energy is. Um, There's two breaths. The outward, it's filled with light and heat and sound. And the inward... And is the opposite, but it is the creator, the creator of life because, mm-hmm. but it can't create life without the male. But it, mm-hmm. once it does, so those. Yeah, are I, don't,
0: the two. I don't think energy. that sounds. I don't think that sounds crazy at all, especially if we're working within a framework of the first rule is basically the mind of right. God is what there is. So, uh, so I don't think it's yeah. Uh, so, so energy to would, me is the breath of God. Okay, so let's say energy. At a certain point, is masculine, and it seems to be like you think that it works. It moves in a spiral, and it's spiraling outwards. Does this is it?
1: What, is that right so far? It spirals inward. It spirals inwards, not outwards. With the, the masculine? No, the masculine is straight line. It just goes straight out. Straight out. It doesn't
0: spiral. Okay.
1: No, yeah. Okay. Inward energy spirals inward. Yeah, ma- males go outward, inward, fem- female. So that's okay, how so they the, come together.
0: The male, goes, the male goes out. Yes. And at some point, does it, is it always male or does it turn into female energy at some point?
1: Now we're talking about the electromagnetic field. So mm-hmm. balancing energy, I call it balancing energy. But uh, now right. we're dealing in the realm of electricity and magnetism.
0: Okay. So
1: the first two types of energy I was talking about are very, very, very simple. And it's just light, which carries heat sound and it goes outward Um, straight outward and then it's opposite inward dark energy which goes directly inward and they come together to form an atom so if there is unbalance so say there's more light here it's totally unbalanced there's a balancing field that emerges and it's called the electromagnetic field now it moves in waves specifically because of the vibration so the the way that it's vibrating going outward causes this field to vibrate this field can carry out excess heat and light through the waves until that, al- that atom is balanced. So that type of light, electricity, can eventually turn feminine because it's not no longer just specifically male. Electricity is both male and female, but it's more male, whereas magnetism is male and female, but it's more female because once yes. it's lost that charge of heat and light, it becomes more female, so it'll start to circle in on itself, I and mean, we see that with like antimatter images of antimatter, which are another another huge mislabel. But all it's doing is it's lost its charge of heat and light; it's dissipated, so it starts to go inward on itself and becomes a form of feminine energy.
0: Okay, which so is they're saying they're saying
1: dark matter everywhere. Well, that's it is dark. It's dark matter, but it's not matter. It's electricity. Just not, it's lost it's just charge. not light. Yeah, so, uh, right. it's not. Yeah. So if and on the opposite spectrum of that, so it saves the magnetis the inward energy is a lot stronger than the the nucleus, for like a black hole, for example, its opposite will happen. There's still the balancing field, but it will suck in heat and light to try to help in the nucleus. So that's magnetism. And as we know, if we put heat on a simple magnet, it balances the magnet out, it's no longer magnetic because the the atoms become balanced it takes in that heat into the nucleus and it helps the nucleus of each atom and so there no longer there's no longer a need for a balancing field so. So, so
0: there is there's masculine energy and it goes outwards and there's feminine energy it goes inwards these combine and form atoms which can be any size so down to the tiniest up to a star or the center of a galaxy and then and these don't change it sounds like and then the, and then there is once this merge, this uh, combining has happened there can be imbalance between the two energies and that's when balancing energy comes yes. out and one can be over too much masculine yes and that comes out as electricity and electricity. one can be too much feminine and that comes in as sucking in basically magnetism as you were I think said in one of your views exactly. right okay all right yes. so yes sir exactly so to go back a little bit why does masculine energy want to be with feminine energy and why does feminine energy want to be with masculine?
1: That's the law of polarity. Like you said, they're all, they're very similar. So according to that, that law of polarity, it, you know, just there's a natural attraction between male and female. Uh, there's no equation to prove it. It just exists. And everybody knows it exists. It exists throughout nature. I know politically right now, humans aside right now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we see this. Everywhere in nature. You
0: know. so, so basically it's fundamental to the experience of being, which is, the, you know, in, in the mind of God. It, it, in our own experience, we all can feel that attraction to the other side, and we can also see it in nature, and it appears, it appears to be everywhere. So maybe we can't logically say exactly what's going on there because maybe it's not a logical thing. Like my attraction to a, a woman is not – logical I
1: wouldn't say I would say it's logical I mean but you know so I'm not attracted
0: because of what I think about
1: her though you know what I mean it's like I can understand it logically but it's not because I thought about it logically right it's just a natural part of being Uh, it's just it's the way it is you know in the mammal species there is homosexuality Um, but then again you know mammals like us you and I are not specifically 100% male everybody's born female and they turn male if they're you know Mm -hmm. the chromosome kicks in so especially with mammals you know there's penguins that are homosexuals in zoo they made a big deal about a big story and they exist you know whatever dolphins um so i think as we get more complicated the what if starts to kick in you know the what if of what if this what if that Mm -hmm. Um, but on a simple basic premise energy itself it is you know just male and female and that attraction to for inward to go into an outward for outward to go into an inward spot, the act of reproduction is just the thing that drives the universe sex. Mm-hmm. It's you know, it's crazy to say. Um, uh, so I don't recommend people that are under 13 to really understand this until they've actually learned reproduction, um, uh, and not in a vulgar manner, but how it really works, what it does. Um, mm-hmm including why there's an erection because that also happens in energy. The, the form of an erection does happen in energy. That's the repelling force that gets created. That's the, the push against other bodies. That's why there's space between atoms. There's you know territorialism within animals is another form of uh, erection, like pushing out, You know, mm-hmm. cre- creating a space for yourself.
0: So to tie it back into an, one of the Kybalian things, how does, it, how does this attraction and combining – lead to vibration
1: uh again it's sex um penis inside of a vagina it keeps going <laughs> i'm sorry i don't want to be vulgar, but that's exactly what's happening in an atom this energy is just it's like oh it's so excited to be inside you know this penis inside it's of a vagina just,
0: yeah it's so it's totally attracted happy. and then the motion is stimulating it just keeps yes. it wants to be more
1: and more stimulated by this thing that it's attracted to that's it okay. exactly exactly okay. That's it. You nailed it. Stimulation. Stimulation. Mm-hmm. I couldn't have said it better. I wish I would have thought of that myself. And then there's the
0: idea of when people think two opposites come together, there's you know the matter, antimatter type stuff, and we think of giant explosions and, and, and things like that. You seem to be saying something different is going on when masculine and feminine come together.
1: Yes. Um, as far as antimatter, so we were talked about electricity losing its charge of heat and light. So once it does, um, they try to manipulate that balancing field that lost its charge by shooting in, you know, a a beam, which is also balancing energy, has waves and there's particles, the waves carry the particles and they try to, this thing was diminished. It was no longer carrying charge, but they try to shoot a beam through it. And it couldn't hold it, so it exploded. That's the one thing. But the other thing that they're doing at the, like the Hadron Collider is they're smashing atoms together, and they're seeing all these particles fly. And they, they're naming all these particles, Higgs, Boson. And this is where people are going to get really upset. It's like smashing water together. When you smash water together, it's, you know there's particles of water everywhere. It's all still water. Now, depending on the size of the, the droplet, it might be heavier. Same thing with um, these particles. Depending on the wave, if it's tiny waves, it'll be more uh, excited. But if the waves are longer, you know, the, the, the particle will be more benign, I suppose. So the
0: amount of whichever gendered energy is there and kind of the behavior of the vibration or rhythm or um, wave, as you called it, the, both of those things together can kind of change how these things behave and, and might be why we would call them different
1: things exactly 100 um it's the way that the wave carries the the the, the light in you know which we see as particles you can't really detect the waves because it's made out of inward energy um so it's really hard to detect the waves. same thing with dark energy that's the reason why they, they call it a black hole because they're not seeing dark energy we can't see it It doesn't produce heat or light it's the opposite in fact it's cold because of the rules of opposites so you know we can't see it um Go ahead.
0: Is that a result of the fact that it's dark? I mean, there's masculine and feminine in there. Is the fact that it's dark because it is not balanced, there's more feminine, or is it because, I think you mentioned somewhere else, as things spin, it also causes masculine to be more likely to, I don't know, go outward from it?
1: Um, Okay, so we're talking about a star so just like an atom you know inward energy surrounding a nucleus of light imagine a giant version of that so one nucleus that's where people get confused how can an atom be any size because there's one nucleus you know imagine a nucleus this big is going to have so much gravitational pull. um so a star is made out of all this dark energy surrounding it but because of the triple force of moving around a larger body which we call a black hole Throughout the the galaxy, it's moving and spinning. That centrifugal force pulls that inward energy outward, so it turns feminine energy into masculine energy, Mm -hmm. Um, which is very similar to like a chromosome kicking in, you become male. So that's what the light of the sun is about. That's what's happening. Inward energy is being pulled outwards, which means the sun was a lot bigger when it first ignited, and it's slowly shrinking. Slowly, slowly, slowly. And then faster, the more it shrinks, the faster it becomes, and that's where we get the term neutron star, which is another mislabel. Um, There are no neutrons or protons. There's no weak force or strong force. That does not exist anywhere in nature. The only where it manifests is the gym, weak force and strong force. (laughs) But it doesn't manifest anywhere else in nature. It's another misnomer because they're trying to understand this. This model has been wrong since 1932. (laughs) James Chadwick screwed it up. And I think now it might have been done on purpose to throw us off because if we knew – the thing about learning, understanding this model is it threw off my whole understanding of God from the Bible and I had to re-question it. So somebody else who's pretending to be God, God of everything, is not telling us how nature works on purpose. Because then it would, he, that person would lose their power as the creator of everything. So that's part of the reason why I said earlier it's slightly nefarious. And there are brotherhoods, ancient organizations that have existed for thousands of years because a lot of people were a lot smarter to think in long-term planning. And most of us don't. We don't realize that that kind of thing exists. And that's where I go back to peer review being a form of control. And who controls peer review? I don't know. Maybe an organization like Freemasons. Maybe something else. I don't know. But it's lost yes. credibility to me. I don't care yeah. what peer review says. You know. Pfft. Yeah, that's that's a that's a
0: whole big topic. The uh, I mean, you almost it almost felt like you were alluding to non-human uh, beings who, like, when you said that he, they wanted to be seen as the god. It doesn't necessarily have to be non-humans, but it, anyways, I don't want to go into that. I think that that would be really okay, okay, interesting okay, okay. podcast episode to go into. Um, I had a question about. So we're talking about at the scale of a star, we know that things can go supernova. That's one of the things that can happen. How would, how does how does that work in the model? And also, does that happen at different scales, like the atom or the yes. black hole?
1: So that explosion that we saw, the antimatter and the, posit- uh, the positon being inside the antimatter, it overwhelmed the nucleus, and the nucleus exploded. So with the star, it's all this inward energy, and as it's traveling around and spinning the centrifugal force pulls that inward energy outward and once it gets small the nucleus is still the same size it overwhelms the outward energy and everything just goes out and that's what we're seeing with a supernova an explosion all the nucleus releases itself and it's just light going out everywhere just straight out masculine all over the place very destructive like i said light heat and sound are very destructive so that's why back to the idea that actually the intelligent side of energy is feminine uh yeah because light is very destructive
0: so i want to jump into the gravity part because i think for me that was really the most interesting and the, the idea it gave to me is you kind of describe how i mean generally we think about opposites as being perfectly opposite so it's like if one does this then the other one does the opposite thing but you you talk about how masculine repels other masculine, yes, but female doesn't repel other female, and, and another right. interesting thing is that female is attracted to any male, <laughs> especially the strong ones. <laughs> and of course, and proximity I, I think has an impact. So, could you talk about how gravity is kind of
1: made out of that? Yeah, and I just want to reiterate: we're talking about energy, not people, because I know people are going to see that and be like, "Well, i not me. I'm, I'm man, I'm male." Something crazy. Is people aside. Okay. Just straight up energy, yes. Um, So I, this flame, you know, they say that it's being buoyancy, it's pushing it up. That doesn't make any sense because a a round flame in space doesn't, that's not explained by that, you know. Um, So gravity, everything drops, goes down. But, so what's the opposite? So the only thing I thought when I, I was staring at the flame, I was like, oh, it's being pushed up. So why? The reason is there's a large atom inside this earth. Uh, with a nucleus, and who knows how large that is, that's a math problem, I'm not a mathematician, I just know the basic logic of it, and it might even be just this big, the nucleus, filled with light, moving outward, so it's like a very large penis. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, all atoms have feminine energy, and the feminine energy is doubly attracted to the nucleus they surround, and to the larger penis, nucleus, inside the earth. So, um, So, it carries that towards it. So things aren't draw, falling towards gravity. They're moving it, towards gravity. It carries
0: masculine energy. Uh-huh. They surround towards that yes, yeah. masculine energy, which is the earth. It wants to go, it wants both, yeah. but it's going to take the one that is encapsulated with it.
1: Yes. Because the attraction towards that larger source is very, very, I don't know, attract, like that source of attraction, the uh, stimulation, mm-hmm. you know, that's the stimulation. Um, uh, But the opposite, of course, is free masculine energy, free outward energy instantly gets repelled. So that means that the nucleus of an atom or the the large one inside this earth is similar to this, because even quantum physics has an equation for this, that uh, similar charges repel or similar charges Mm -hmm. repel each other. Uh, um, And that is true. But the reason is because they're male. Males repel each other. So that's the space between atoms and gravity. So it's space between atoms. The atoms are the same size. So all the atoms are repelling each other, but, but the feminine energy is attracting it, so it keeps it all together. Both are working at the same time. That's why there's space between atoms. That's why they don't fly apart. That's why they don't come closer. Um, in is that totally orbits, planets orbits and uh, yeah, same uh, thing. We can't and, get away. Like star, you know, they'll try to get away, but they can't. There's always you know the principle of rhythm. Um, so gravity, like our giant atom inside the Earth. Keeps us pushed away from the sun, but all the inward parts, and I call it, the term inward parts is a measurement of dark energy. I came up with that. I found it in the Bible, Job 36, 38, 36, I believe, who put wisdom in the inward parts. See, they knew. Somebody knew in the, back in the day. Um, so these inward parts, the dark energy, one measurement of dark energy is, is attracted to this larger nucleus, but also to the larger nucleus in the sun. So you know, I mean, it's it's working in all directions. Everything, galaxy, is yep. Everything is connected. Everything yeah. is connected. I don't know if I'm making sense.
0: No, I. Well, I mean, I already kind of understand it, but I think you're making sense to even someone who wasn't, who hasn't heard this before. Uh, I think another thing worth talking about would be, I think you you described how there's that attraction, but there's yeah, wait, also, can I
1: can I go back? I just sure. Um, the thing with the flames, even like you can. To test, anybody can do this. Take two flames, and you'll see that there's a thin, thin line between them where they should already be one flame. That's that repelling force at work. Um, It's a really simple experiment. Buoyancy does not explain that, uh, but repelling does. And repelling also explains why a flame is round in space. So, gravity is attraction and repel, it's not just attraction. And that's what a lot of people don't realize. You know, uh, but going connecting it back to gravity, what you were talking earlier. Sorry, I didn't mean to rebel, So no, no, no that go. was good.
0: I uh, I was trying to find the picture of the flames. I thought maybe it was in your book, but I'm not finding it. It book. is okay. No, it's okay. Don't don't go, don't go looking for it. Uh, okay, so um, then there you go. Nice, thank you. <laughs> okay. Uh, then there's the so there's that type of pushing and pulling, then you mentioned that, and this is something that I don't totally understand, honestly. Uh, It's the similarity, right, of a a molecule. So like a lead might be attracted to lead, which is nearby it. Do you know what I mean?
1: Absolutely. The Cavendish experiment. So a lot of people try to reproduce the Cavendish experiment, and the reason it doesn't work is because they're using like a, a bowling ball with like a lead pole or something like that. The material has to be the same like attracts like. So like humans like humans, dogs like dogs, birds like birds. Water, mercury, uh, veins of gold, everything kind of clumps, you know, in nature likes to a forest isn't just spattered everywhere. It's usually a collection of trees. Everything, you know, you see a flock of birds, they stay together. Like attracts like. There's a natural attraction between the same types of things. And then within that, male and female and that's how it reproduces and makes more, you know, everything's alive. I think that's why crystals form of life. And people don't realize that it's the, probably the lowest form of life crystals. Um, but also like you go into a cavern crystal caverns, once again, it's, you know, like attracts like it's, it's a cavern filled with crystals. You don't just walk around and see a random crystal growing here and there and next to a that tree. It brings
0: a, a kind of a side thought. I, it, I mean, computers are basically built on silicon or crystals, So does that mean that computers are conscious or alive?
1: I, yes, and no, even a battery. um, Sometimes I wonder if a battery has a life of its own. Mm -hmm. Like I said, everything's alive. We just Mm -hmm. don't, at our level, we can't see that it's alive because it's just not really doing anything. It's providing power, Mm -hmm. but we don't see it as alive. i see now now my perspective of everything is a lot everything mm-hmm. you know even so if that
0: battery wants there's two parts of that battery there's that battery wants to be balanced right there's the two sides within it and then when you connect them and you give them a path for balancing energy to flow then they will balance each other because they want that why do things that
1: why do things want balance stimulation reproduction um all things move towards balance. I, I don't know. That's one of the things that quantum physics thinks that everything moves towards chaos or whatever, uh, mm-hmm. destruction. I think it's the opposite. I mean, sure, if you leave a house in the forest, it's going to get run down and break down. But on the, op- on the opposite side of the spectrum, you plant a seed and it grows. It's mm-hmm. creation, you know. It, uh, balance everything. I don't know why everything wants balance. That's, again, the first p- principle with all his mind. That's the greatest intelligence of the universe seeing mm-hmm. what if. You know, yeah,
0: it's sort of, again, like asking, why uh, does the male want the female? It's because we all understand why.
1: <laughs> right. <Exactly. laughs> okay, cool. Exactly, but we can't explain it. It's just there. That that need is there. Mm-hmm. So it, that need is exists with everything. That's amazing. It's amazing to me. This whole perspective is amazing to me. Yeah. It blew my yeah. mind.
0: The really great thing about it is it's really simple, and it's really simple to understand, and really nature should be simple and it should be able to be understood in ways that we understand looking out into nature. Like if I look out into nature and see things, I should be able to understand nature at a more basic level using those ideas. That just seems, I guess it's not necessarily the case, but it, it it just feels wrong with all this. You have to go to school for eight years and throw your head into weird mathematics and learning all this weird stuff to understand what's going on when
1: if if this like atomic this. model makes it past the wall of peer reviewed, if the world started learning the atomic model that I learned through reading the ancient past, this amazing simple atomic model, it would change our perspective for everything. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, and I we had this conversation through a, a email. I think this understanding this atomic model frees your mind. Because now you understand that everything is connected and then the perspective of God is different. So you start even questioning religions, which unfortunately I know religions a lot. There's a lot of good people out there that follow these religions. Um, Don't understand that it's another form of mental control. It's mental slavery. Um, Mm -hmm. For example, when I first discovered this and I made the original videos a long time ago, seven years ago, somebody commented, Oh yeah, it's Jesus Christ. That all this stuff is Jesus Christ. And unfortunately I had to disagree because You know, and the the comment was, eventually we're all going to bow. We're all going to bow to this king. And in my mind, I'm like, why would God give me free will and then tell me that I had to bow? That's Mm -hmm. the opposite of free will. Mm -hmm. Why would God take that away from me and then tell me that he's good? Um, So that's why I see that as, like, mental barriers, mental slavery. Like, I think that worship is a form of mental slavery because, you know, there's something else like you can give honor, grace, Reverence um, is not mental slavery. You know, it's like your parents. You don't worship your parents. You love your parents. Same thing with God for me. I don't worship God. So, I love God. I so try it sounds to give it like honor. you
0: see worship. the word worship. Like for me, worship works as, as a word, but it seems like maybe you see the word worship as containing because of threat of
1: or else. You know what I mean? Is that right. right? And here's the other thing that this atomic model answers everything about this universe. Everything. So someone lied to us, someone in the ancient past that had control over humanity that still is using that same control, starting with the New Testament, uh, actually with the books that came after the Torah, the first five books of the Bible, including the Quran, including uh, Egyptian mythology, they've been saying that same lie to us. They've been telling us that we have afterlife. That, that there's a salvation and immortality, and and the reason is because we live really such short lives with intelligence. People don't understand why we, what would be our purpose if our lives were short and there was no afterlife? What if this was it? And they get really upset. This, you know, there's a lot of people that are going suffering. Well, what, how is that allowed? Why? Are, well, the answer is we allow it. It's not God. It's we as a society, as a people, need to come together. If we're going to think about afterlife, we need to think come together and realize what are we doing to promote what's good to come after our lives for future generations. That's what afterlife should be. That would give us purpose as a society mm-hmm. instead of individually in a selfish level. Oh, I'm going to live forever and see everybody in some realm that doesn't exist. There are no alternate realities. There are no ultimate dimensions. Everything can be explained in this reality. Um, but I think once so- it destroys that perspective of worship, that frees our mind, we as a society have to come together to promote something better for future generations. That's the only answer I can think of because the rest Mm -hmm. of it would just, there's, there would be no point. You know, some people. Uh,
0: I would say no matter what you're right about that, that that is a good thing to do there. I'm, I'm, uh, I've gone through lots of different phases about how I think about, uh, what, whether there's an afterlife and stuff like that. But basically it, the current research that I'm doing right now, seems like there could be having a body creates a, a resonance in time or in existence, which can persist and maybe you can be attracted to other bodies in the future. So do you, have you, it sounds like you were a Christian at one point. Uh, do I you, was do right. you like, you've gone. Yeah. have you, have you gone all the way to being um, there isn't an afterlife or at least we shouldn't act as if there is.
1: Yes. Uh, in fact, I now call myself a universalist, so no one's really heard of universalism, um, but I have. Um, what is
0: Unitarian universalism is that the
1: same? I don't know. So, oh. so, the thing is, that the soul doesn't exist, or that there's no afterlife. People are going to freak out because a lot. Of the, one of the biggest questions after that is, well, then, you know, we have to have a code of goodness. Why, what are we going to do with ourselves? So, in studying looking for that as well, I did run across the term, the the Ten Commandments. Mm -hmm. And the name Yahweh, you know, the original Ten Commandments from the Torah, if you read the original translation, is there is nothing but Yahweh. And this word Yahweh in the ancient past does mean masculine and feminine. So a way of looking at it is there's nothing but the universe. There's nothing but male and female. There's nothing but God. So that's how I see it. So then I reinterpreted, you know, I took away all the excess from those Ten commandments, like the second one is um, uh, I should know this by heart it 's been seven years the second one is uh, do not worship false idols, but if you take away all the, fa- the all the excesses just do not worship because you 're free mm-hmm. you know and then the third one uh, don 't take god 's name in vain, but then that that word yahweh don 't take the name yahweh in vain don 't take nature in vain, mm-hmm. so it simplifies it into you know, there's nothing but the universe, do not worship, do not take nature in vain, which is m- more sense because societally, like I said, if we work towards helping each other out and the future, mm-hmm. that these principles make sense. Uh, I did add two to them. Um, do not hate and do not forget. And the rest of them stand as the Ten Commandments, you know. But I think I, I added two more because one of the things that our society constantly does is we forget. We always forget. Yep. You know, even uh, throughout time. How many times have we discovered electricity you know we've been here 190,000 years how many times mathematically have we discovered electricity so far three probably a lot more than that and even in the quran it says you know god we have destroyed civilizations many times and will continue to do so i don't remember which verse that is which surah, sort of. but you know i found that interesting okay there's more proof uh, even in the old testament god is a we Mm-hmm. you know created in our image
0: so it's destroyed historically through cataclysm sounds like in that in a way maybe there's nothing we can do at least about some of them we might have some human cause cataclysms at some point but um also there's the forgetting which just kind of happens either due to people not teaching history or young people not being interested
1: yes um and that's another form of control. Our our media is dumbing us down, you know. They they have control. Say somebody, this person ten or fifteen years ago said something really awful, and in the meantime, we're listening to really awful music on the radio, like shooting people and like really vulgar, sexual things. Uh, I'm a I'm originally a dancer. I, I teach dance still, you know, um, hip hop, ballet, all of it, trick dancing. Nice. Uh, I can't as a hip hop teacher, when I teach hip hop, it's so difficult to find music. I have to find music because the messages out there are just so vulgar and I can't bring myself to share that with kids. I mean, it's oh, wrong, man. you know, even yeah. and with hip hop, there's so much crotch grabbing. I don't do that. I can't do that because it's, why would I teach kids that they're kids, you know? Yeah. It's, it's really sad. Um, so yeah, our media is really dumbing us down, especially lately. Gosh, I can't stand Hollywood. <laughs> I know it's rough. (laughs) All right. Well, I think we pretty much, I'm actually surprised we
0: covered pretty much the whole book. I think like most of the major topics, even the, even the final section of the book. Um, And I just want to show people like this is, it's really amazing. I mean, you're, you're a painter, right? Or at least you paint for these, but I mean, this book is, there's these very simple explanations of things and there's, like really helpful, awesome paintings
1: everywhere. So So if you don't mind, shameless plug, um, this book is called Kybalion and Physics. It is available on blurb.com, B-L-U-R-B. Just look up Kybalion and Physics or Michael David Reno, my book will show up. Uh, I'm not looking for donations or anything, but the only thing I have to offer is this book, and I do make like $4.20, something around there
0: for exactly. each coffee that
1: I sell, which is not much, it's not much to ask. Um, I did put in a lot of work. This is seven years of work. It and shows,
0: it shows a lot of like conviction. Like you spent a lot of time looking into this and you understood it to the point where you're like, I'm pretty sure this is the way it is. And I'm, I feel so like it's so important to get this out that even though I don't really have an audience and I know that like right now, uh, there's no, there's not really demand and it may not sell. I'm going to put out a freaking awesome ass book. So I think that's really cool, man. So thanks for
1: doing that. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you for the opportunity for talking to to me. And I'm, I really am grateful for this experience to talk with you, mm-hmm. Mr. Kara. Me too. Yeah. All right. So I hope that we'll have another conversation in the future. There's lots Any of. Anytime. It was really fun. I really had cool. it. We can talk about the ancient past, which is mm-hmm. insane. It's so so crazy. That's, that's what I'm most interested in. <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Cool. I'm excited. I also have a book out uh, here. I'll just show you the cover. There it is. Uh, the Days Before the Flood. It's also available on Blurb, um, but it is a story about everything I could find before the flood, put into one book. Because I always thought, you know, you have to go through Egyptian mythology, Sumerian Everything, Hindu, Greek, to find all these stories. But what if you found all these stories in one book? So I put them all together in one book. I, That's I did sweet. A, I'll have to check that out. Use a little creative license to, to glue them together. But, yeah, it's, it's pretty insane. It's pretty out there. So I'd love cool. to talk about, with you about that in the future. Cool.
0: Cool. I look forward to it. So uh, we'll, we'll see you next time. Thanks for coming. And everyone, thanks for watching. I'll have the links below where you can find his books, his two books, and also his website and videos on YouTube and stuff like that. So. Oh, yeah, my explore. website,
1: um, I did. So you can find all the physics stuff for free if you don't want to buy a book. I, I fund it myself every year only because I just feel like it needs to be out there. Um, so it's kybalionandphysics.com, K-Y-B-A-L-I-O-N and physics.com. K-Y-B-A-L-I-O-N and physics.com. Um, So everything's there except for the the last bit about not the soul not existing. I did I left Mm. that out because that scares a lot of people. It it really does.
0: Yep. Uh, But just what it is, what it is. That's what you've grown up with. I have no control
1: over it. I'd rather (laughs) just not.
0: Yep. I hear you. All right. See you next time.